the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, hello, it is Crystal with another episode of Life Inspired. So excited to be with you today. My guest today is someone very special. His name is Ed Vickers. We're going to learn a little bit more about Ed. But first, I want to share a scripture from the Bible that is really pertinent to what we're going to be talking about today. And it comes from Matthew 14, 13 to 21. When Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. Jesus replied, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. But we have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here to me, he said. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fishes and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about 5,000 men besides women and children. Wow. When I think about what this man is about to do on June the 26th, between 5 and 8 at Heritage Church, they're going to have a fish fry and a barbecue. And the goal is to feed 5,000. Ed, so happy to have you with me today. Thank you, Chris. It was so good to be here. I appreciate the invite and give me an opportunity to share the story. For those who may not know who you are, you were born on a cotton plantation in Headland, Alabama in 1958. You picked cotton until the age of 15 before and after school. You went to high school. You were an All-American basketball player from 75 to 76. In 76, you attended North Carolina A&T State University. Aggie pride, as y'all say. You were a standout basketball star at that time. Ed Vickers Day was actually established in Headland, Alabama on April 24th, and it is still celebrated every year. In 1980, you won a basketball championship with the NCAA, and in 79 and 80, you were a college All-American. In 80 to 84, you were a basketball coach at Liberty University. In 2016, you were inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame at Liberty University, and in 2005 to now, you are the owner of A-Taxes LLC, one of the top tax firms in Southwest Washington and one of the few black-owned firms in this area. There is so much more to you 
and we're going to find out all about it in today's episode of Life Inspired Again. Thank you so much for being with us. Is there any aspect of your childhood that you'd like to share in more depth from picking cotton? Because a lot of people don't know what that is. <laughs> no, no, that was actually a tough, tough situation for me. But that was a way of life because my parents, the way they brought me up, mm-hmm. we actually on that plantation, we grew up in a three room house, not a three bedroom, mind you. A three-room center block house that was nine kids, mom, dad, and grandma. It was a little wow. tight there, but it was a close-knit family. My mom and dad wasn't very educated, book smart, first mm-hmm. per se. Uh, my dad had a second-grade education. My mom had a sixth-grade education, but they had wisdom from the Lord. Mm-hmm. And they've always install, instilled that in our lives, and the things we need to do. Always be willing to give back, to mm-hmm. share what you have, because God has blessed you. Yes. To be what situation we are in, no matter what the situation is, but God has blessed us. Never hold back and always share. So one thing we did with that many people occasionally on Saturdays when we had a break, wasn't picking cotton, that we would go fishing. And we would catch a lot of panfish, you know, the crappie, the bass, you know, the the brims and things like that. And catfish, of course. And so Ooh, we I love do, some catfish. Yes. So what we we do, we come back home with all those people. It was like an assembly line. Mm-hmm. We would start cleaning and gutting the fish and passing it down. And my dad at the end getting the grease hot and he would start cooking the fish. And then people in the neighborhood would see the smoke from the fish. And the neighbors said, what's going on at the Vickers? So everyone started coming by. So as my dad cooked the fish, my mom would always bring out a loaf of what we called then light bread. Mm. And then as dad cooked the fish, people would grab a piece of light bread and put a piece of fish on it and start eating it. And we always shared it with people. And that went on for years and years and years, and it became a very normal thing for the vicars. There were several times we would sit down for dinner, and we had just enough on our plate for each person sitting at the table. If we had unexpected guests come by, mom and dad would always, it was a known fact that we had to take a portion of everything on our plate to create another plate or mm. another several plates because we always fed the guests. Mm. And that's something we learned as, as, a, as a young age. Wow. And, you know, I'm sitting here thinking about how today's generation, that drive and determination to become successful, seems to stem from those who may not have been given everything when they were growing up. I know I can relate to you perfectly. My son, maybe not so much. (laughs) We always want to give them more than what we had, right? Yes, yes. But that giving has not stopped. That tradition has not stopped. You are doing something so over the top. I mean, you are literally Jesus's hands and feet today. And what you are doing at this event on the 26th, I'm so blessed to be a part of, even in the smallest of ways, sharing this goal of feeding 5,000 in the Portland and Vancouver. I mean, if you can hear my voice, you're invited, right? Yes, absolutely. Please come. Ed, how did this vision for this event come to be? Well, this thing that my parents always taught me and said, my, especially my dad would say, Ed, we had confrontations all the time growing up in Alabama with the racial issues and stuff mm. like that. I remember when I graduated, before I graduated from high school, I had 47 different basketball scholarship offers. 47? Yes, Division One, And one of the universities that I really wanted to go to was University of Alabama. Wow. But I don't know if you recall in history 
that the governor of Alabama back at the time of George C. Wallace stood in the door mm. of University of Alabama and said, no way blacks is going to go to the same university as my daughter. Wow. At that point, I'm going, well, if they don't want me there, I don't want to go there. Right. So I then thought that my best option was to go to an all-black school, that that was the answer. But my dad always taught me and said, Ed, you can't allow situations and circumstances that surround you control who you are. Right. I remember back in the days, my dad taught me this story about, he said, it's like uh, it's a, you have a button on your chest. Mm-hmm. And I think Staples came up with this commercial several years ago, the easy button. You touch that button and it controls everything. Yes. So he said, that, he said Ed, if someone come up to you and call you a foul name or to embarrass you, or to talk down to you. If you respond in a negative way, who's the one going to get in trouble? And I said, Dad, me. He said, you're absolutely right. He said, they're actually controlling you. So every time they come up to you, it's like they're pushing a button on your chest and mm. said, I have total control of you. And my dad just taught me, don't ever allow that to happen. If they're being mean to you, combat that with love and compassion and smile and be nice to them. He said, because they don't know how to deal with that. Wow. They only know how to deal with confrontation. You are preaching to me right now. I just want you to know, get excited. (laughs) That is amazing. And so from that, this birthing of wanting to feed 5,000, when did you start this and how did this all come to be? This always been a part of my heart, something I wanted to do years ago. I didn't know when or how I was going to do it. Um, But one of my sons, Eddie, when he graduated from Columbia River High School, we decided to do a fish fry and barbecue. Okay. So since Eddie was a superb football player, went to Washington State University, um, there was a lot of people from the church came and a lot of people from the community came because they knew Eddie. And so when I did this fish fry, and the pastor from the church just happened to be there, Ah. and he said, wow, this is really good. We should do this every year. So it actually became sort of a vicar's tradition. Wow. We started this in our backyard, excuse me, and it got up to 70 people. And my wife go, Ed, okay, that's too many people. We can't entertain (laughs) this many people at our house. And our pastor again was there, and he said, but why don't we have it at the church? Wow. Then I started praying about this. I said, why don't we use this as an outreach for the community? If these people love it that much, how many people in the community that doesn't have this opportunity? It made me think back when we do the fish fry in Headland, Alabama, mm. and people will stop by because they'd never experienced anything like that. Right. You know, it's just amazing how God was a part of this the whole time. He always blessed us with the fish, the bounty, and that we always share it. Yeah. One thing my dad taught me also years ago, he said, Ed, if you trust in God and if you ask him for a blessing, you hold your hand now, he's going to continue to fill that blessing until your cup run it over. Mm. He said, but the downfall to that is if you get greedy and you close your hand, you can receive no more blessings. And you have no blessing to share with others. So if you keep your hand open, God's going to continue to fill that blessing and is going to continue to share with other people. A lot of time God blesses us. It's not necessary for Ed Vickers. It's for he's blessed me to share with others. And the more you share, the more blessings you get to share. And how wonderful is that? You're always getting bounty all the time. And it's about doing the right thing, not keeping it. Because it's not about Ed Vickers. It's about what God has done in my Mm. life for me to share with other people. 
This year is a special year. One thing that you don't know about Ed is how he gets that bounty. Yes. This this is not just going to the grocery store, going to Costco and picking up enough fish to feed 5,000. Ed literally goes out on the water and fishes for a month. Ed, you've got to tell me what that's like. I know that there is a spiritual aspect of it mm-hmm. as well as a physical. And this year was a little difficult for you. It, it was a little difficult. Uh, after tax season, of course, my wife always have a honey-do list. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm out doing some yard work, and I tweaked my back a little bit and didn't think much about it. You know, you just moved the wrong way. And, and then I go fishing, and I realized um, that every day was a struggle for me to hold a pole and fish in the ocean, you know, reeling up these big fish all day long. And my back got worse and worse and worse. And mm. what I didn't realize, I had a dislocated rib. Oh, my goodness. Um, and actually today is my second day actually coming out out in open and not getting out of bed because I've been severe pain. And I've gone to the doctor, and they popped it back in, but the problem is it always pop out again. And so that's why, and I think that's what was happening during those 30 days. But God got me through it because I knew that there was a purpose behind this. Again, I know it's a, it's a struggle, and I'm not asking for sympathy, but there was I was purpose-driven to catch this fish for the mm. bounty to feed the people, because that's what it's all about. And it's more than just feeding the people. Yes. It's to be able to share the love of Christ with these people. Absolutely. So what a better way to gather people to share the love of Christ than present, present them with an incredible meal with like halibut, lincod, sea bass, marinated salmon and tuna, uh, smoked ribs, and all the fiction. You're trying to make me hungry I, right now. <laughs> <laughs> Ed, how are you feeling today? How I'm are you feeling, feeling much better. Are you feeling better? Much, much better. There's been a lot of prayers been going up for me. Amen. And you know, just in a few days, this 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 fish fry is going to happen. So I got to be ready. You do. Yes. Okay. I have to ask, how many fish do you catch? And are you out there by yourself? Um, most of the time, I'm out there by myself. So the last couple of years, what we've had some, the men's group from the church, from Heritage mm-hmm. Church, come out for the weekend. And initially, I presented this to them, said, guys, come fishing with me for two days. One day's catch, that's for your bounty, you can take home and feed your family. Second day's catch, would you donate it to the church for the fish fry? They go, we'd love to do that. So they came out to help. So when they came out and fished, the second day, these guys were so exhausted, and they couldn't believe how much work was entailed. They said, no way I'm going to take a bounty home. Some of them kept just a few pieces of fish to take home to have a uh, fish dinner for their family. But the whole amount that they caught, they donated to the fish fry. Oh, that is a blessing. So it was a rough year this year. But when those guys came out, it was amazing how those two days, those were the best two days of fishing we had the whole month. And we got bounty and bounty of fish. So we have enough fish for the fish fry. Oh, my goodness. And the goal is 5,000. 5,000. I ask Ed this every year. Ed, do you really have enough fish to feed 5,000? He's like, yep, I sure do. And the first year that I went, oh, my goodness. Listen, <laughs> if you are listening to me, June 26, 2022 at Heritage Church, you got to show up because it is incredible. Can you name off the fish again that you say? Yes, we're going to have uh, deep fried halibut, lincod, sea bass. Going to have marinated salmon and mm. tuna on the grill. And we're also going to smoke ribs. My wife makes these special potatoes. We're going to have homemade uh, 
uh, German brats that, that was donated from uh, one of my fishing buddies. Oh, wow. And they are incredible. Uh, I have another guy who makes uh, donate to the church uh, for the fish fry homemade mac and cheese. This is like a uh, you know a eight day process to cook this mac and cheese. Oh my, oh my uh, his goodness! Bro- <laughs> his brother also uh, is a well known barbecue, and he does uh, pulled pork that we're gonna have like on Hawaiian rolls. I mean, it's just amazing oh. how the community now is chipping in. So a lot of these chefs and stuff want to be a part of this absolutely because they want to they want to be the part of being able to give back the blessing. Yes, because God has blessed them with so much talent. Look at how God is growing this event. Yes. And I want to say last year, how many people I would do you think say we, we had? estimated it was over 1,500. About 1,500. So there's room. There's yes. room. Yes. What do you do with that leftover fish? Well, we give it away. So wow. if people come to me and ask me, can they buy it? I'm going, no, I, would, I can't sell that fish. First My of all, it's against the law. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Fish and Wildlife is aware who I am. They check the fish every day right. when we get off the boat right. so they know. And I go through a process where I put the fish to a vinegar saltwater bath. Mm-hmm. What that does, it cleans out all the blood and the impurities and takes the fishy taste away. Wow. And so I pat it dry and I vacuum pack. This is the process I do every single day. So the fish is processed, so it's put away, so it's not like a part of my catch. How long does this take you to prepare for this event? Normally I get up every morning 3 to 4.30 in the morning. By the time I return back to my fifth wheel and go through the fish cleaning process and I finish and get a bite to eat, normally it's 8.30, 9 o'clock that night. So wow. it's time to hit the bed and get up and do it all over again. And how many days have you been doing days. this? 30, 30 days. Yeah. My goodness. Well, and this is the other part that I don't think people realize. You don't charge for this event. No, it's free. It's, it's free. It's free. So, oh. <laughs> it's free. Oh it's all free. One of the great things about that, uh, Crystal, is that I meet different guys on the boat, different yeah. fishermen every day. It's a different people to come out and fish. And they always ask, when you're introducing yourself on the boat, they always ask you, well, how many days you've been here? Oh, it's my 10th or 12th or 20th. They go, what? Then I tell them the story about the fish fry. And the first thing out of their mouth, I said, dude, you crazy. I'm going, no. Then I get to share with them about Christ, why I do what I do. And then I bring up Matthew, the feeding of the people. And then they listen. One of the greatest testimonies that I've heard and one of the greatest compliments that happened on that boat. And this happened last year, Crystal, not this year, last year. There's a new group of people, first time they're going out on this particular boat that I go on every day, is that it was so exciting I began to tell my story. The skipper came down out of the wheelhouse, and he shared my testimony probably better than I could Mm. because he's heard it the same testimony day by every day, day in and day out. He heard me share with these these guys. I've met guys all over the United States, Miami, New York, Massachusetts. I mean, you name it, Indiana, Montana, that they come out and fish, and they hear the story, and they go, that's crazy. Now, Liberty University is actually really chipping in this year. They actually helped sponsor the fish fry. That's incredible. Yes. So I'm very thankful for that. Yes, yes, absolutely. What is the one thing that if you could share with someone who's listening today from your testimony and how God has blessed you, what would be that message to that person? The message that most people that I want to share that most people create and have themselves is that when you think of yourself, you normally create a plan or plan of attack for for your life. I did the same thing. I I did the same thing because I knew I didn't want to be a cotton picker. I knew there was something better. 
And I thought that my goal was I was going to go in the military. Coming mm. out of that situation in Alabama, that was my best option. Then I got basketball. And then my plan was to, to uh, go to NBA, to, to make that life that way. But that wasn't God's plan for me. Mm. And God changed that. So every plan, there's nothing wrong with building a plan or creating a plan. Just line up your plan with Christ's plan for your life. Because he had a plan for each, each one of you. So if you get this plan, don't try to go about it yourself. Put God first in it. Let them lead your plan, and you will be successful. My plan was to do it myself. Mm. So my plan was, yes, to do this, all these great things and all my things. And God changed it. Mm. And because I went to A&T, and I thought that was an answer, then God changed that. And then I went to Liberty University. See, the reason I went to Liberty, because my mom knew I wanted to go there. My coach from A&T left and went to Liberty and wanted me to go with them. And I said, no, coach, you understand. I'm a freshman standout. I'm breaking all this record. Why would I want to go to Liberty Baptist College at the time? I never heard of it. Mm. And I came home for the summer, and my mom would go, Ed, I want you to go to Liberty Baptist College. I go, Mom, you don't understand. I'm a basketball standout. I play in the Greensboro Coliseum in front of 17,000 people, and you want me to go to Liberty who? And I said, where is this place? She go, Lynchburg, Virginia. I go, Lynchburg, Virginia? <laughs> You want me to go there? Mom, I don't think you understand. I can't go there. Oh, my goodness. And she said, we went back and forth, and she said, Ed, if you go there for go there to visit for seven days, if you don't like it, you can go anywhere you want to. I said, Mom, that's a free vacation. I can do that. I go to Liberty, go there, and I'm looking for the campus. There's no campus. I'm looking for the gym. There is no gym. So they introduced me to all these people in the city, these these millionaire people, and they really want to convince me to go there. Then they take me to Dr. Falwell's office. I go to meet Dr. Falwell. Dr. Falwell gives me about a 30, 45-minute spill, and I just listen to him. And he said, Ed, I really want you to come to Liberty because I think you can have an impact on what we're trying to do here. And I listened very intently to Dr. Falwell, and after he finished, I looked him square and I said, Dr. Falwell, how in the world are you going to offer me a basketball scholarship when you don't have a campus or a gym? And he generally stood up, reached over the desk, gently touched me on my wrist and said, Ed, trust me, I got a vision. That's all he said to me. Mm. I went through that week and meeting all these people and I'm going, there's no way I'm going to school. There ain't nothing here, no way. So that last night there, Sunday night, in the basement, out of Ramani Inn, we had a basketball meeting. They was talking about all the different things we're going to do this year. And at the end of this meeting, they gave a devotion. And they asked me, and said, Ed, if you die tonight, do you know if you're going to go to heaven? I said, no. So do you want to know? I said, well, yeah, I want to know if I'm going to heaven or not. So a friend of mine today, Carl Hatz, took me in the corner and led me to the Lord. That was August 20th, 1977. Completely changed my life. I got off my knees. I was a new man. I was a totally new person. I know different people have different experiences. I just knew something changed, something was different. I called my mom, and she was so excited. Woke up 1130 at night. Called her and woke up and said, Mom, I accepted Jesus as my personal Savior. I'm a new person. I'm going to go to liberty now. And showing how God works is God's plan. Now it's like a circle. Me coming, going through Liberty, leaving, moving to California, moved back to Atlanta, where I worked for the Internal Revenue Service for a while, and that's how I got my background with accounting and taxes. Moved out to the Northwest and started my firm, and now it's a circle. My plan was to do something else, and now God's plans is still using what he's already provided for me, 
and now God is leading my plan, it's no longer my plan. My goal to you people, allow Christ to be first in your life and allow Christ to control your plan. We sometimes want to start this plan and say, come along, Jesus, come along with me, instead of saying, Jesus, lead me where you want me to go. Mm. That's mine. That's my dream for the people. Wow. Okay. Where are the tissues? Because I'm telling you, we just had church. And if you had <laughs> the great thing about podcasts, you can rewind, honey. You can rewind. That is so close to what has transpired in my life. Mm. I was in television for uh, <clears throat> years. <laughs> and I decided to have my son. Uh, that was a God thing because mm. I didn't think I wanted to have kids because I was a mm. career mm. young woman in television. And it was 11 years that I had taken a hiatus in North Carolina. And I thought, Lord, you said my ladder shall be greater than my past. Why can't I get back into television? Yes. And I went to Atlanta and I sang at a conference. Alpha Cap Alpha Sorority. Get excited. (laughs) And I got an email or a text on Facebook from someone that I worked with at Coin TV here in Portland, Oregon. And they said, I know this general manager at this radio station and they're looking for a morning co-host. Crystal, God gave me your name. He said, I can't give him anybody else's but yours. Mm. Praise the Lord. I hear you. Would you come? Yes. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Mm. God will give you the desires of your heart, yes. won't he? Yes. He will yes. give you the desires. And he said, I'm going to use your voice. Yes. yes. But I'm not going to use it the way you thought mm. I was going to use it. Mm. Now, something you may not know about me is I'm a two-time cancer survivor. Wow. Thyroid. Wow. I wasn't supposed to talk or breathe on my own. And I prayed and I said, God, if you don't take my voice, I'll sing your praises. I've been blessed to sing with the Winans, BB and CC, the Clark sisters. I've had my own album. And then I got into television, two-time Emmy nominee, alumni achievement award recipient from my university, leadership awards over and over and over again. And when I had my son, he's the greatest thing I've ever done. Mm. But now being here at The Fish and being able to interview people like you and to be able to share what God is doing in our lives, what a blessing it is to sit across from you, to hear your testimony, to be able to share mine in return. Mm, Yes. God is good all the time, isn't he? Amazing. And all the time he is good. I want to say this is probably my favorite podcast that I have done. Oh, my goodness. I hope that it has blessed you. Is there anything else that you want to share? Yes, I got to share this, Crystal. I just, something you need to know, and you probably have heard this. Yeah. But it's something unique and special about your voice on the air that I don't think you realize the impact that you have on people when they hear you. Oh, Wow. And I'm talking from from my personal experience and what I'm hearing from other people. Wow. It's just your voice carries something more than it's magnificent. Your voice has something special that it really impacts people in a special way that they get the message mm-hmm. when they hear it. Wow. And that's unique. I mean, you have you got a great voice. Don't get me wrong. Thank but there's you. more to it than just the sound that's coming out of your mm. mouth. God is really blessing it. Amen. And, you know, that is my goal, that God uses Mm. me for his glory. Yes. And sometimes I think being in television, we focus so much on how we look and all that. And there's a freedom being behind this microphone because I ain't got no makeup on. Get excited. (laughs) (laughs) 
I appreciate you so much. Yes. You are welcome to come back to Life Inspired anytime. You can come to the fish anytime. Uh, okay. You are my brother. I cannot wait. Until June 26, yes. honey, we're going to eat. <laughs> we are going to eat. We are going to fellowship. We're going to share the love of God. And it's at Heritage Church in Vancouver. Yes. It is going to be June 26, between 5 and 8. There's a fish fry. There's a barbecue. The goal to feed 5,000. So invite your friends. Yes. Invite your neighbors. Yes. Invite someone who may have never heard the love of God. Yes. And bring them... It's going to be a blessing. It's going to be so much fun. And you guys had rides. You had yes. games. You had all kinds of stuff there last year. Is it going to be like that again yes, this year? It's going to be like that. And we're actually bringing something new also because you can feed people and it lasts for a day. But if you teach them how to fish, mm. it lasts for a lifetime. So we've got a little more, add a little more to it. Oh, we're going to be doing some giveaways. Yeah, Is that what good, I hear? Yes, we're going to be doing some giveaways. Is there a website or anything that people can go to if they want more information? Yes, go to Heritage Northwest. Heritage Northwest. Can I close with with the verse? Absolutely you can. Which sort of God gave me and sort of part of my makeup is why I do what I do. And it's Galatians 2.20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I. But the life that I live, I live by the faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's Ed Vicker's story. Ed Vicker? The one, the only, we want a day named after you in Portland, Oregon, in Vancouver, Washington. God bless you. I pray that he's healing over your body and uh, just continued blessings over your life. You are such a blessing to the community, and we thank you. Thank you for having me here today, Crystal. This is another episode of Life Inspired. Share it with your friends. Go to the Fish Facebook page. Share what your thoughts are. We love hearing from you. God bless you. I'm Crystal. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.